up witches welcome to my show i am super excited to announce the launch of my official patreon account by supporting me if you love my show or enjoying sup witches you can have the chance to become an active participant in my creative process as a member you receive exclusive content community access behind the scenes updates and the pride of feeling work that matters to all of the witches community from the most basic level as a basic witch all the way up to an enlightened master. I give you different opportunities to work with me one-on-one -on -one and become more intimate in the sub witches community. I will link the content in the show notes to check out my Patreon account and I hope you will consider supporting the show. Have a wicked day. My stomach feels okay. It feels better. I think last month I said that I was having a lot of like stomach troubles. Yeah, and I know you were you were thinking about going to see an allergist, and then I believe you were also thinking about removing dairy or wheat from your diet to see if that would help. That lasted about like two days. Okay. It, I was going strong for the first two days, and then um, I came to Nick's house, and his mom made like ravioli with pesto and I was just like I can't say no <laughs> <laughs> that's okay so it didn't last very long but um no my skin pretty much cleared up my stomach's been feeling a lot better I think it might have been due to the IUD honestly okay um because now I've had it almost three months and I'm not having any stomach problems um I mean, my period is horrible, so I'm going to get it removed, honestly, because it's so bad. Um, but Just heavy-wise? Like, it's very heavy? It's really heavy, but that I would keep it even if that was the only side effect. It's just for four days, I'm in, like, agony, like, with cramps, um, that it's I'm, like, not able to function for four days. Wow. So I can't do that every 21 days. Like yeah. It's so unbearable and I'm just really frustrated because I've been trying to find like a good birth control that works for me. And I liked the IUD because the one that I have is copper. So it's no hormones, but it's still not healthy because a lot of people get copper um, toxicity from it and like very bad inflammation that it could cause like a whole host of other health problems. So I don't know if my only option is to go back on the pill, which I really don't want to do, but it's like, I don't want to have children. <laughs> the other thing you could think about would be more of a, a natural, like following your cycle um, and obviously making sure not to have intercourse in your fertile week. There are a few people that I can even give you um, that do focus just on that and and they're like in the same scenario they don't want kids um but they don't want the hormones from birth control i'm gonna find you her name she's a health coach too and she only focuses on periods wow. um and like proper family planning whether you want kids or you don't want kids that's really cool so it is very cool so i mean knowing that there are other options. I'll find this. I think her name is Brendan Berry. Um, That's really interesting. I've heard of that method before, like tracking your ovulation. I just have no idea because my period's been so like screwed up since I've gone on birth control, got off birth control, took plan B, got the IUD. So I don't even think my cycle is like regulated. So I can't use my judgment because I would totally screw it up. Yeah, so it might take some time. Um, I'll find her name and I'll give it to, to you just in case you wanted to yeah, look into it. For sure. I mean, I guess another thing is to ask your doctor and just let her know what you're going through with the IUD and how it's not working and saying, look, I really don't want the hormones from the birth control. Are there other any other options? Um, you know, also it's like, do you want to use condoms and things like that, which I know, you know, is maybe not ideal for some people, but maybe it is. And once you get used to it, then it's not that big of a an issue, right? You know, kind of looking at the pros and cons of everything um, yeah. and what you really, really want, you know, and depending on 
how good or bad you want to have our hormonal birth birth control. Yeah, I'm honestly not a fan of any hormones because I don't have like PCOS. I don't have a lot of things that people need to take it for. Um, so I don't, I just, just don't feel like the extra hormones are necessary. I know there's other options like the ring or the shot or the patch, but it's all the same thing. And a lot of them lead to negative side effects. So I'm just kind of weary about it. Yeah, no, I agree. And I, there is two, um, I think it's a device. It could be ex- uh, expensive, but I know it basically checks your temperature of your body because I'm sure you know, like during your fertile week or your body tends, your temperature um, tends to get higher as you're more fertile. Um, so there is a device, I would have to find that name too. I believe it could be more expensive, but it's something that you wear like a watch that's monitoring your temperature of your body throughout the month. That's so interesting. Um, I've heard of that. It's like basal temperature or something like yes, that. Yes, yup. Interesting. I will definitely look into that. Yeah. And that's even something you could do for yourself. It's like every time you wake up in the morning, you know, that's just, again, one more thing you have to do to decide if that's something that you are able to be consistent with. Um, or maybe the watch or whatever it is, maybe it's worth the money because it's just more of a peace of mind of you not having to worry about getting pregnant. Um, and then also you're not adding, giving it like adding in any more hormones into your body. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. That I, you know, I don't get discouraged there. I mean, look, an IUD, you tried it, it's not working. So, you know, know that there's other ways. It's just kind of figuring out what might work best for you and, and, you know, your situation and, and kind of outweighing the the pros and cons of everything and what you could be most consistent with um, and what's most important to you in order for you to feel your best. Yeah, for sure. The IUD, um, luckily it was covered by my insurance, but I hate to get it taken out because it was honestly one of the most painful things I've ever felt in my life. And Uh, I I hate to get it. Uh, They said it's um, similar to the pain of giving labor. No. (laughs) It was so bad, Jessica. I almost passed out. And I'm pretty good with pain. And I don't want to get it, like, taken out. And God forbid I have to get it put back in. It's just, like, so painful. No. Sometimes I have, like, hot flashes when they have to do the pap smear. Yeah. It was the pap smear on crack. It was, like, nothing like the pap smear. It was so bad. So bad. <laughs> you know, I mean, to be completely honest with you, I mean, I was on hormonal birth control. I wish that I knew the risks of having it before I took it because, um, you know, I'm sure you could relate. You're young. It's like, okay, like you don't want to get pregnant. You're on birth control or even like you have acne. It's like, oh, just take birth control. And, um, you know, I have... I wish I knew better because I wouldn't have taken it because um, I think I told you I have an autoimmune disease of my thyroid. So I sometimes wonder if that could have been a factor of me getting my autoimmune disease. Um, You know, and again, with proper tracking, if your cycles then become regular condoms or whatever you want to use, you can avoid getting pregnant. Um, but that's something that you might want to be even talk to your doctor about that she would be better or I'll give you some names because I definitely don't want to tell you that you're not going to get pregnant and then like it, you know, whatever. So I'm definitely not an an expert, but just through my experience um, and talking with other women, you can do it naturally. It just might take a little time to get into a routine. Um, but, and for your cycle to be consistent, right? Because it's a lot easier if your cycle is consistent versus not consistent. Um, and as you know, your system, your cycle might be a little inconsistent now with the IUD and all that. So, um, I'll definitely look for those names for you to give you suggestions. Thank you. Yeah. I'm definitely going to look into that because not trying to get pregnant, but it gets like whatever happens is supposed to happen. 
but yeah. yeah and look there are plenty of women now right that realize the importance of avoiding hormonal birth control and realize that um really right like we're messing with our cycle like we are messing with our body and our hormones and it, it is something where it's like, well, if you are taking your these hormones and you're, if your body is basically tricked into being pregnant, but it's not, you know, what harm is that doing for us now? And then also down the, down the line. So, um, but there are plenty of ways that you could do natural, naturally, whether you are planning to get pregnant or not. Yeah. So it might just take a little time, but then too, as you work on it and you learn more, it's, it becomes then routine in a way. Yeah, um, for sure. So that's that. And at least your stomach is feeling better. Well, I yeah. am going back on keto tomorrow because I'm going to uh, Florida in five weeks, five, six weeks for an engagement party. So um, I would like to wear a bathing suit. <laughs> so I'm starting keto tomorrow. I went to Whole Foods today and got all my stuff. I awesome. spent so much money. Um, and I'm planning on starting it tomorrow. So I think it's going to kind of throw me all off again. Um, but yeah, I know when I did keto last time, I was super like nutrient deficient because honestly, I had maybe three things a day, salad, eggs, and a smoothie. So there's no way that could have been healthy because I wasn't getting a lot of vitamins and minerals. I wasn't getting a lot of protein. So I just wanted to talk to you about that because mm -hmm. I don't know what else I could eat or like supplement, take through supplement to make it a lot healthier this time. Mm -hmm. So one good rule of thumb that I like to look at is you know, what does your plate look like at each meal and how many plants are in that plate? Like, right. So, and when I mean plant, it's a living food. So when we're eating living food, whole foods, whether they're fruits or vegetables or whole grains, obviously you would be eating on keto, but you know what I mean? Nuts and seeds. When we're eating living foods, that's providing nutrition to our body. So if you're having a smoothie, I would say, well, what are you putting in that smoothie? make sure that you're adding if you're doing a little fruit like berries you could do that um a lower glycemic index you know sugar you would know um but what else are you adding so you know can you add hemp seeds or chia seeds or maybe you add both maybe you also add in some flaxseed meals so that's going to give you your omega-3s that's also going to give you protein to help you stay full and satiated longer and it's also going to give you fiber so those three things seem, seem simple, but they can add a lot of nutrition into your diet and also make you feel better, more full. You're, you're getting your protein, your fiber. Um, and then, you know, what kind of greens? Again, can you add spinach or kale, mixed greens, whatever you have in there? It's kind of like if you're going to have a smoothie, what's the most amount of food that you could add in there to make sure that you're getting a diversity of fruits and vegetables and fiber and nutrition. Um, so smoothies aren't bad, but I would make sure that you're maximizing and adding in maybe foods that you wouldn't normally eat on a daily basis. So your hemp seeds, your chia seeds, your flaxseed meal, um, you could add spinach or your mixed greens. Another thing that you could add into the smoothies um, specifically being on keto would be cauliflower rice. So, um, you know, cauliflower doesn't have a lot of flavor. You're not going to taste it, but it's great to add into your smoothie because again, nutrition, your fiber, um, and you could either get frozen cauliflower rice or, you know, sometimes they have cauliflower rice just in the, you know, the fresh produce section, um, or get whatever, you know, regular cauliflower rice. A lot of times if you do have like cauliflower that you're going to add into your smoothie, you do want to boil it. Um, just so you're not eating it raw and it's more, it's easier to digest, right? Cause that would be my only, um, not concern with you, but something to keep note of is you do have some digestive issues. So, um, you want to make sure that your body is able to break it, break these foods down. And then also with a smoothie, the blender is breaking up these foods. So the fiber is still intact, but the blender is still breaking down that fiber. 
Um, so that would be a few things. You could also add your nut butter. Um, maybe you add cinnamon. Uh, another great smoothie that I like too is blueberries. You could do water and cilantro. Um, I typically add a banana, but I know you're watching sugar, so you probably wouldn't. But, you know, how do you mix it up where maybe you have more of a sweet smoothie per se, where you're having your nut butter and um, maybe you do raw cacao powder and from there you're getting magnesium. So looking at food as living rather than process and really trying to maximize your nutrition in whatever you're eating. So that would be a smoothie bowl. For you, you could also eat chia pudding in the morning if you had time to prep that. Um, and again, what are you gonna top that chia pudding with? So you don't wanna just have say chia seeds with almond milk, but can you do some fresh berries? Can you add maybe some shredded coconut or a little nut butter or maybe hemp seeds on top? So what are these kind of add-ins that you could add into your smoothie or even your salad? Um, Cause I would say what, you know, when you were eating keto, what did your salads look like? What do you think that they were lacking? They were pretty plain. I had um, like my mixed greens with t tofu. Cause I could eat tofu, maybe some feta cheese. I, it's really hard for me to remember, honestly, but I've been exploring a lot of like vegetables lately. I really love sweet potatoes. Unfortunately, right. I don't think I can have that. Um, I guess I could have cauliflower. I'm wondering if I could have like Brussels sprouts on keto. I'm going to have to look it all up, but. Well, and this is what we talked about, right? Because keto is yes, more strict, but it's strict in regards to your carbs and then also sugar, right? Which sugar is basically carbs, but we kind of talked about this. Well, okay, is cauliflower really going to hinder your weight loss? Most likely not, you know? So it comes to the point where is that cauliflower helping you or is it hurting you? Are those sweet potatoes helping you or are they hurting you? Now, if you look at a sweet potato and you're looking at the nutrition, it's a complex carbohydrate, so it's not spiking your blood sugar. And maybe if you normally eat a whole sweet potato, maybe you eat half. Um, so what, what does keto look like for you, right? Because we oftentimes perceive these diets in our head, but we have to realize that they are flexible in a way because I'd rather you eat a sweet potato, and in my opinion, that is more nutrient-dense and would benefit and help with your weight loss rather than you eating a keto cookie or keto crackers or something like that, right? So that comes where it's like, well, are you eating whole, whole foods, real foods, foods that are going to expire, or are you eating processed foods on the keto diet? Um, and again, it's not about being perfect and you can't have a keto cookie, but it's just understanding that, all right, well, we don't want to get to the place where we can't eat cauliflower or Brussels sprouts because of the carbohydrate count. You know, yeah, you don't want to have like rice and grains, but, you know, really would the cauliflower hurt? Most likely not. Um, you know, and are you looking to be in ketosis? Or are you looking to just really regulate the amount of carbohydrates and more the carbohydrates that are coming from maybe simple, car uh, you know, simple carbs like your pasta or rice or um, you know any any type of processed food? So from there, I would just encourage you to diversify in plants where you know your salads. Maybe you add in some raw nuts or raw seeds. You know, pumpkin seeds are very uh, healthy. Sunflower seeds. You have your tofu, so that's great protein. Um, the same thing with carrots. You know, I had a client that was scared to eat carrots. And really, are carrots causing people to gain weight? No. So, um, again, how do we add variety and realize that these whole foods are serving a purpose in our nutrition? And that's going to also help you make 
keto, not that you have to do it all the time, but more long-term rather than being so restrictive. And we kind of talked about this before where, you know, you could be keto and eat some quinoa eventually if you wanted to, or some legumes, things like that. Um, and know too that your gut, right? A healthy gut, all disease starts in the gut where understanding that you want to feed your microbes, right? We need prebiotic fiber. We need our happy bugs to be eating well. Um, this way you could digest your food well and, you know, feel good, have less gas, have less bloating. So that's all a factor as well, where sometimes it's like, all right, well, if we're trying to lose weight, maybe that five or 10 pounds, is that really weight or is it water retention? Is it bloating? Is it gas? Things like that. Um, you know, for you too, olives might be a great snack. I, I love, love olives so oh, much. I thought you were going to be like, I hate Oh olives. no, they're so good. I could eat an entire jar of the Kalamata. I think they're called like the purplish ones. Yeah. Oh, they're so good. <laughs> so good. Um, so olives could be great for you. What else? What else? You're going to have your raw nuts and seeds on hand for snacks. Um, you know, I'm thinking I even made like, I do have some recipes I could send to you. I don't know if I ever sent you. I have like a pad thai spaghetti squash, oh, cool. um, which again, for some people, spaghetti squash is high in carbs. But, yeah. <laughs> you know, again, and this is where too, I think with keto, we have to be careful, right? Because it's all about fat, but we also have to realize that a tablespoon of olive oil is 120 calories. So, you know, again, every diet doesn't work well for ever for everyone. And you have to find what your balance is for someone that is trying to now, is that going to help you stay satiated? Yes. But you most likely will feel more full eating a half of avocado than you would having four tablespoons of olive oil. So realizing where do you want to get your calories from? Where does your fat want to want to come from? And it's not that you can't have olive oil, but again, you know, is olive oil more important or would eating a sweet potato be more important? Yeah, for sure. I liked keto because I didn't count calories on it, honestly. Like the first two weeks or so, I was starving. And I actually thought I was gaining weight because I was so hungry and I was eating all the time. But then after that, I wasn't super hungry anymore. So I liked that. Um, I didn't have to count calories, but I would so much rather eat like a sweet potato than those stupid keto cookies because I don't buy those like the keto snacks that come in the package things because one, they're hot, they're high in carbs like anyway, like they probably have like six grams of net carbs, which is too much for me. And two, like, it's just not healthy. And three, they're super expensive. So I would rather eat like a vegetable or a fruit than think I'm being healthy by eating these keto cookies, which aren't healthy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's like, we're, you know, and I think that's what everyone wants to achieve, right? A level of eating what they enjoy eating um, getting to a point where you're not overeating and, and right. That's, and why do we tend not to overeat when we eat whole foods, right? Like it's very difficult to overeat sweet potatoes and cauliflower and broccoli because those are filling. They're high in fiber. A lot of those are cruci cruciferous vegetables. So, you know, realizing, okay, well, what do I feel best when I eat and then choosing those foods? So tell me what you got from whole foods. So I got chia seeds to make my chia pudding. Great. I just have to be careful with that because three tablespoons has nine carbs. So I have to make sure I'm measuring single servings. What are your goals for carbs each day? Mm, I think when I first started, if I'm rem remembering correctly, I did 20 grams to start for like the first few weeks. And then I added to 30 and then I added to 50 gram net carbs. So I increased okay. it the longer I did it. But for the first few weeks to get into actual ketosis, I stayed pretty low on my carbs. Okay. I think from what I'm remembering. Okay. No, that's okay. So you got chia seeds? I had chia seeds. Um, I got collagen powder to add to my smoothies. I got MCT oil. 
I got some eggs. I got mixed greens. I got tofu. Um, I got some almond milk. What I, I spent over a hundred dollars and I feel like I didn't even get anything. <laughs> like the collagen powder was probably like 30 bucks. The MCT oil was like $20. Um, I got some string cheese. I got just some of the basic stuff, I guess. I can't even remember. So I probably didn't even get anything that good, but no, I'm going to have okay. to go back again. Um, to get the cauliflower rice. I didn't get that. Um, maybe some olives. I have avocado at home, which I'll add to my smoothies. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I, ha I bought some frozen berries for my berry smoothie. So yeah, so that's great. And maybe for you, the first week is to keep it simple. Yeah, so you could just kind of get back in the rhythm and do what you were doing before, what you felt comfortable in, and then building from there. So then it's maybe like, okay, well, I ate all these things this week. I could eat them next week, but what can I add into the mixture to just diversify my, um, you know, the foods that I'm eating, my nutrition and things like that. Um, also, you can, like, would you eat artichokes? Like you can make an artichoke hummus. That would be paleo keto, depending on the artichoke carbs. I would have to look at that. Um, so, you know, that you can make i've seen um the college there's like a cauliflower hummus oh, that is in like whole foods or cornucopia that i've seen yeah I've heard i think of they it. call it like keto keto hummus or something i like think that. it's in cornucopia because i tried looking today in uh whole foods and i didn't see it because one like meal i enjoy is quinoa with a scoop of pesto and a scoop of hummus with some peppers and like nutritional yeast and mixed nuts on top it's so good that sounds really good it's so good so um it just sucks I can't really eat quinoa anymore and I'm just wondering like because I don't eat meat if on keto I'm going to be nutrient deficient in anything that I should pick up some supplements for well I mean you know b12 is always a supplement that is in consideration if you do not eat meat but you are also eating you eat eggs right yeah you said that you add, add eggs so that's a good amount of um protein so i mean you could always do a multivitamin um look to i would tell you to spend your money on food versus supplements um, maybe if you feel like you need it in the beginning, then that's fine. You know, there are certain like vitamin D3, specifically people in the Northeast are deficient. So maybe you yeah. want to add in that, or maybe you want to just do a multi for now and see how you feel. Um, for you, I would be conscious of, of how you feel, right? Like the first week might be, or the first couple of days might be difficult. Where would you say now, like in your diet in the last month or so, where do you feel that you need to improve or maybe you're eating too much of or that's hindering your ability to lose the weight that you want to? Um, definitely it could be eating a lot less simple sugars and like carbs like pasta. I love pasta so much. Um, I have... I could add more fruit. I maybe only have like one to two servings of fruit a day if I'm lucky two servings. So I definitely could add in another serving of fruit. I love pineapple. So I'm going to really miss that on keto and um, could always add in more vegetables. I probably only have like one to three servings a day. So mm -hmm. it's not ideal. Yeah. So, you know, you, you know, right? Like, Sometimes we know we're like, okay, we're eating too much sugar or we're eating too much processed food or, you know, yeah. so also knowing that maybe you don't have to go strict keto right away where maybe you're easing into it where you're starting to cut out, okay, I'm not going to have any carbs such as pasta and quinoa and any of that, but maybe you allow yourself to have more vegetables that might be higher in carbs like your sweet potatoes or your cauliflower. Yeah. Um, and allowing yourself to be more flexible with that to see, okay, A, are you seeing results? 
Um, and then how do you feel? Do you, are, do you feel better maybe eating the carbs coming from fruits and vegetables? Yeah, I would say definitely because I do love cauliflower. I love sweet potatoes. I love zucchini and eggplant um, and all the carbs that like butternut squash, all those that tend to be higher in carbs. And unfortunately, like I love legumes and beans and I get a lot of my protein from that, from like black beans, kidney beans. Like, so obviously on keto, I can't have that. So it's just going to, honestly, I miss the fruit more than anything when I'm on keto. I don't miss the pasta too much. I really just miss my fruit. So that's probably the hardest transition to make. Yeah. And then, you know, right. I think you are being drawn to keto because it has worked for you, right? Yeah. Um, You've seen instant results. You were happy with them. You've also felt your best when you were keto. And that's why you continue to be drawn in that way. But all hindering the weight loss that maybe you want to lose, or is it other foods that you're consistently eating throughout the day? Um, The same thing with legumes, you know, I, I think we oftentimes forget where legumes maybe not aren't such a bad thing, right? Like you see all these different, right? There's people that thrive on a vegan diet. There's people that thrive on the paleo diet, thrive on the keto diet. Um, and then there's people kind of in between and they're all advocating for their specific diet. But knowing that, you know, these diets don't have to be black or white, that there is a spectrum and that we all need to figure out what works best for us, which can be more difficult, right? Because then we're trying to create a balance where it's like, sometimes it's like, okay, well, it's easier for me to know that I can't eat these five things or 10 things rather than them be this gray spectrum of saying, well, maybe I could eat that because then if I eat that, then you might eat something else. Um, Whereas, you know, again, maybe a little lentil. And again, can you add in a quarter of a cup or a small portion um, into your diet to just allow you to get some added nutrition and fiber? And do those foods serve a certain purpose for your gut? Also being mindful of how does your digestion feel? You know, for you, I know you think it's from the IUD and, and things like that, but once you go keto tomorrow, for the next week how is your digestion is it improving is it getting worse is there no difference um and understanding how that affects you as well from what i remember when i first started keto it was pretty rough the first 10 days i was super lightheaded felt like i was gonna pass out almost fainted a few times and not oh. to be discussing like i had terrible diarrhea mm-hmm. but i think that went away after like a couple weeks <laughs> thankfully yeah, yeah. Yeah. So being aware of, okay, does, is that stuff going to happen again? Um, you know, make sure that you're drinking plenty of water. Yeah. Also, if you feel faint or don't feel that great, can you add a little pink Himalayan salt or, mm-hmm. you know, again, maybe you have a piece of fruit and you have some fruit with some raw nuts to help balance your blood sugar. Interesting. Um, so if you're not feeling good, are there certain things that you could do in order to improve the way that you're feeling? Or do you add like a very little amount of honey into your water um, and some lemon juice to add in to help, you know, keep your body alkalized and, you know, just feeling good, a little sugar. It's kind of like a natural Gatorade in a way um, just to make sure that you're, you're feeling okay. Yeah. I think they said that with the electrolytes. For the yeah. salt to add that to the water. So, and for you, the fat, right? The MCT oil, that will help keep you satiated. And, and also, maybe what's going to work best for you is more timing of your meals, right? Where maybe you're fasting for 12 or 14 hours. And I know you've dabbled in this before and just had coffee, but maybe you're shortening the windows that you're eating. Um, and maybe that's going to be more beneficial to you rather than being strict keto. Yeah, I haven't thought about intermittent fasting for a while. I definitely, next year when I'm off keto, I want to do intermittent fasting or paleo because I can't, 
I can't do keto for like the summer and then gain all the weight in the winter. And I can't, that's probably not a healthy cycle for your body to keep losing and gaining 30 pounds. Yeah. Right. We want it to become a lifestyle. We, right. Like think about how much time you would gain in your life. If you weren't thinking about losing weight, being on keto, worrying about what foods that you were eating um, and having that in the back of, back of my, your mind of seeing like, okay, well, Man, I, I want, you know, what are your goals? I, I would say, what are your goals for keto? What are you looking to achieve? Is it just weight loss or is it a better relationship with food? One that you're not thinking about what to eat or worrying about what to eat at each meal. For me, it's, um I wouldn't say keto makes my relationship with food better because one, I hate going out to eat when I'm on keto. And two, it's just like a miserable time having family get togethers or parties and you're just sitting there like eating celery while everyone else is like having mozzarella sticks. So for me, it's generally just about the weight loss and like being confident in my clothes because I don't feel confident whatsoever right now. Mm -hmm. Um, But for some reason, it doesn't bother me too much because I am not like dating anymore. So I have Nick. It's just like become a thing where I want to go to Florida and like be able to take pictures. Like I haven't taken a picture of myself since like September. And as like narcissistic as that sounds, it's because like, I don't feel confident. Um, So I think I just gained a lot of confidence on keto. I just hate Mm -hmm. that it's centered around like weight loss. I just wish it was like, I'm confident about who I am without having to lose 20 pounds to feel good in my skin. Yeah, and that's where I think the relationship between you and your body comes in place where, you know, you really need to work on loving yourself today where you are, right? Not loving yourself or feeling confident when you lose that 10 pounds or that 20 pounds. Um, So again, what can you do today and each day to maybe enjoy your body that you're living in and being okay with it? Um, where you're not worrying about what you look like or your weight loss so much and just appreciating the body that you have and appreciating that you're healthy. So, um, right, like it's very difficult for us to find happiness or say we'll be happy when, you know, this happens or X, Y, Z happens. But what's most important is finding happiness in today, being present, because we're not guaranteed tomorrow. So, you know, another way to look at it, well, you know, none of us are guaranteed tomorrow or next week or whatever. And are you going to spend your time today worrying about your body or worrying about the way that you look? What are things that you could do to help yourself feel confident in your skin today? Yeah, definitely. That's important you know, to and you, I know last time you were taking a break from working out, and I know you went for a walk today. How would you say your relationship with exercising, exercising has been? Um, I'd say, well, I've been doing yoga a lot more, maybe like five days a week. I'll do yoga okay, great. for 30 minutes to an hour, and I've been lucky enough with the weather to have taken a walk like three days this week um, in like the last seven days. So that's good. I'm looking forward to that, to get my walks and everything. Um, I'll go to the gym with Nick maybe like once a week, but I honestly, for the sake of sounding pity, um, petty, I like hate going to the gym with him because there's so many like hot fitness girls around. And there I am in like my grandma clothes. Like, it's just so embarrassing. And I'm like, don't look, Nick. Like, I obviously don't say that to him, but in my mind, I'm like, oh God, like, so I hate going to the gym with him. So, and, you know, maybe that is not a place for you, right? Maybe that's not a healthy environment for you to be in now. Not to say that you can't go in there in a couple months or whatever it may be. But if you feel safe doing yoga and you enjoy yoga and, and walking, then that's where, you know, you need to put your energy. And also be aware that weight loss is not just about calories in and calories out, being aware where it's like, okay, well, what are your stress levels? Are you stressed so much about 
you know, losing weight or you focusing on losing weight all the time that it's stressing you out and that's hindering you from your weight loss. So, you know, there's all these other aspects of weight loss where it might not even just meet, you know, depend on your nutrition. It, it depends on all these other factors, right? And we know, we know that now it's your sleep, it's your movement, it's your stress levels, your relationship. So it's all these different components, but for, for you, I would love to see you. It's like, yes, I want you to eat healthy. I want you to feel good, right? A lot of times when we're eating whole foods and we're nurturing our body and really fueling our body with living foods, we're going to feel good. But also, what can you do to focus on loving your body the way that it is today and being okay with that? Um you know, and realizing that the people surrounding you, I mean, you're with Nick, it seems like you guys are doing well. Um, you know, he is with you because obviously I'm sure that you have a lot in common and you, but you know, also we have an attraction to each, you know, one of another, right? So, so realizing that you are your worst enemy, um, where I look at you and I, I see that you're so beautiful. So, you know, Again, I can't tell you, Nick can't tell you, nobody could probably tell you, but you have to start telling yourself. So, you know, I would say if you're doing yoga five times a week, are you starting off your yoga practice with an intention? Um, and how does that intention become surrounded by loving your body, where your intention is literally talking about you're you're grateful or you're thankful for the body that you have you love your body and, and how does that main focus become surrounded about your body in the way that you look so that you can start to develop this this relationship with how you are today so you know whether you're the size that you are today or you lose 10 pounds or you you know whatever it may be you're going to love yourself still um, now I understand that maybe now you might not feel as comfortable as you once did and you want to achieve that feeling of confidence and being comfortable in your own skin. So I get that, right? Um, and just realizing that there could be this balance to get back there. And, and this is part of your journey. So again, keto worked for you. That's great but also start to listen to your body, what your body needs. Um, you know, there's even non-dairy yogurts that you could add in that, you know, again, you would have to look at your, the carb count. Yeah, but, that's true. You know, I know there's that brand Lava, which is dairy free. Yeah. Um, which they're pretty good. Yeah. There's also a, um, a yogurt at Cornucopia. When I go, I'll check it out. It's called too good. And it only has two grams of sugar. Okay. Um, and it's pretty good. So definitely, I forgot about that completely. But yeah, I was going to um, actually, because I'm going to Florida in like a month, join hot yoga for the month. Okay. Um, because I feel so good with the hot yoga. I'm just a little worried about going into ketosis and like feeling like I'm going to pass out in the heat. So I think after my body gets acclimated, like 10 days, two weeks, I'll join hot yoga. Yeah. And just make sure that, you know, you're extremely hydrated the day before, even, yeah. you know, the day before you're hydrating, the day of you're hydrating, you're hydrating after. Yeah. Um, and then two, you know, maybe before yoga or whatever works best for you, you're eating a little more, like a more dense meal. So whether it's eggs or you're eating fat from the MCT oil or nut butter, whatever it may be, you're just making sure that you have substance in your body that you're feeling good. Um, and you know, obviously if you don't feel good, you stop, but, um, for you, I, I, I think, right. You're, you're kind of trying to find this balance and that's, that's the hardest part, but how do we get you to a place where you stop thinking about food, you stop worrying about food and you start worrying, you stop worrying about your body, right? It just becomes a habit. Yeah. Um, you know, and for you, maybe it's setting little weekly goals. Um, or daily goals, like what are, you know, one to two non-negotiables for you that you want to accomplish each day. Um, and that could be as simple as, 
you want to add in two different vegetables or, you know, some diversity in fruit or whatever it may be, um, or drinking more water or movement or whatever it may be, uh, but just to help you stay on track. But now you have, you're going into Florida in five weeks. So that's your goal, right? Yeah. You know that you have five weeks, you want to get in shape and then that's your goal. But two, what about when you get to Florida? What are you going to do? Um, you know, how are you, again, is this kind of a, you know, a crash diet in a sense, or is this something that you want to develop healthy habits that you're really creating in a lifestyle? It just might depend on the carb count. Um, and keto is really such a, you know, I like need to look up the term because when you go to Costco, they have like all these keto foods now. And I'm like, that's not even keto. Um, yeah, so again, <laughs> we have a lot of people where, you know, it's, it's miseducation where we think that we're doing keto and I'm not saying you're doing this, but, or we, we label all these foods keto and they're not really keto, and, but then we have people scared to eat a banana or an orange or whatever it may be, or cauliflower. Mm -hmm. So really again, well, what, what works for you? What, you know, eating whole foods is not going to make you fat. So really realizing that as well. And then too, I would say if you're hungry, it's like you could eat a half an avocado. Maybe you drizzle a little olive oil on it or eat it plain and you sprinkle some hemp seeds on it. Um, you know, or pumpkin seeds or sunflower seeds, anything like that, I would urge you to add into your salad or your snack just again, so you could get some more vitamins and minerals and then also the protein. So, um, you know, I mean, you know what to do. You're preparing yourself. I saw that at Costco, the keto ice cream, but it's like 11 grams of net carbs. I'm like, that's like half my carbs for the day. So I didn't buy it. I was curious, but I'm not spending like $12 on six ice cream bars that aren't even keto. But it's a good marketing strategy. It is, right? Because, <laughs> you know, right? It's like, okay, well, we're doing whatever diet it is. And then we find something and we're like, oh, my God, we can eat it, right? Because we're taught we're doing a keto diet or a paleo diet and we can't eat those specific foods. But now there's foods. But realizing that when we add those foods in, that's not helping you. That's actually going to hinder your success yeah. because They're you're so not processed. really eating, right? Like. The term keto, it really came about because of the hunter-gatherer, like even the paleo diet, where really what it means is you're eating closer to nature. You know, you're removing a lot of these diets. When you look at the vegan or the plant-based diet and the paleo and the keto diet, they do have a lot of similarities, right? There are things that you can say, especially with paleo and, and vegan, where the huge similarity is that your diet is primarily focused on fruits and vegetables. Um, you know, the only really big difference is that paleo would eat animal foods and a vegan would. But knowing that actually a lot of these diets have more things in common than we actually think, where these diets are trying to, or at least people in the functional medicine world are trying to get people off the standard American diet and just eat whole foods. Um, just eat foods that are actually living and going to provide your body with nutrition and help you feel satiated due to the vitamins and the minerals and the fiber. So so knowing that as well. And, and also realizing that, okay, because you ate quinoa, it's not like you're a failure and you're not doing keto, right? Um, and everyone's ability to have a certain amount of carbohydrates differs you know there are some people uh especially if you're exercising work better with 70 grams of carbs so it's going to depend on obviously man versus woman your your weight and then also your your level of activity and also how your body metabolizes those carbohydrates yeah for sure i've been trying to be more like natural i guess because about a month or two ago i was feeling very depressed honestly and mm -hmm. I really didn't want to, not that there's anything wrong with this, but like go and get an SSRI or get my medication increased. So I asked Nick, because luckily 
he works at a supplement company, so I could get all, all the stuff for free. So oh, awesome. he got me like a bunch of vitamin D and I've been taking it for maybe like three, four weeks now. And I think I do feel better, although it could be because the sun's actually like starting to come out now. So I have been trying to rely more on nature rather than like man-made stuff, which I exactly guess is good. right. Like, how do you you know get outside? And right, the the winter has been tough for everyone. Now we're going on a year with COVID, and that's been a challenge. Then you know the winter has been very cold and dark, and that's been even more of a challenge because we're not socializing as much, and we're not going out as much, maybe, and we're we're indoors a lot. So realizing that you're also not alone, right? But what are things that you could do to help improve your mood or help? And, and also some days it's like, we might not feel like doing something and it's okay, right? But just not allowing yourself to get in that rut where it's like a week or two weeks or three weeks where you're not getting out of bed. Um, so today, like you went outside and, and got into nature. That's great. How do you do more of that? How do you, you know, you could have your phone on you so you don't get lost, but how do you take time out of your day and detach yourself from technology where if we think about it, when are we detaching ourselves from our phones? When are we detaching ourselves from technology and really not even putting music on, not even putting a podcast, just taking time to think by ourselves and think about what you want to achieve. Maybe we're thinking about how to improve your body image or whatever it may be, but just having thoughts to ourselves and taking time to really think about um, things could be important as well. Never. I'm never not listening to something. Like, I, I'm not a huge social media person. Um, I actually deleted my personal Instagram and Facebook in the start of March, but I always have something playing in the background, like YouTube or a podcast or an audiobook. Like, I'm never... Unless I'm actually like sitting in meditation, which even then sometimes I'll turn on a guided meditation. So mm -hmm. it's really hard to detach from technology sometimes. Yeah. So maybe those are some of the things that can help you rather than focusing so much on the, the diet aspect, which you're going to start keto tomorrow, which is perfectly fine, but you know how to do it, right? Maybe you're going to add in a few different vegetables um, that you didn't normally have, depending on how you feel. But how do you maybe, maybe those are kind of your non-negotiables where every day or a couple of days a week, you know, you have 10 minutes to yourself or whether it's in the car and you don't have any music on or podcast and you just take time to be um, there with your thoughts, right? Or working on positive thinking, being that reinforcer and reinforcing your mind that, you know, you do have a beautiful body and what is your body doing um, you know, it's right. We're, we're all very lucky. We have the ability to see and walk and run and not everybody has that. Um, so, so appreciating what we do have and being present um, and appreciating where we are in our journey, knowing that, right, we all want to get better. We're all working towards another goal and that's okay, but being okay with where you are today. 